that Caleb? What's up, Noah? Alright, we're just waiting on Canyon. Alright, <laughs> there's Canyon. Alrighty, what's going on, guys? We are back with another Rookie of the Year podcast. I got Caleb and Canyon back again with me. Oh. You guys already know the drill. Um, it's been a minute since the last one. Um, but, you know, we're back. We're recording two uh, episodes tonight. The next one will probably come out in the next couple of days. Um, so, we're coming up uh, NFL quarterbacks. Uh, opinions, thoughts, uh, just takes on the through, what is it, week five, week six. Um, so, yeah, we all compiled a few quarterbacks. Um, obviously, not every single quarterback's really worth talking about so we kind of condense ones that actually have some substance of a uh to spark a little bit of conversation and stuff like that so um canyon if you want to start it off with for uh first quarterback oh yeah so i'm gonna stay true to my colors for this first one and talk about uh big ben um Uh this year he's been you know exceptional well uh, Pittsburgh fans had to go through what they went through last year with uh, Duck Hodges and um, Rudolph, and it's kind of a you know a breath of fresh air because Big Ben. We're starting to see Big Ben like the old, the prime Big Ben. Uh, he's currently on pace to break his uh, thirty-four uh, touchdown record in a season. Right now, he has. Uh, 10 touchdowns and one interception, and, and he's 38. Uh, he's in his 17th season. You really can't get much better than this. And, um, you know, Steelers. the Steelers have always been good with drafting wide receivers, and I think that's really, you know, helping Big Ben uh, at, his, at this age and at, as uh, experienced as he is. You know, last week we saw Chase Claypool explode. Um, really out of nowhere because, you know, Juju, James Washington, uh, Deontay Johnson, there wasn't really, you know, where was Claypool going to play? Uh, they brought in Ebron as well as the tight end. And Noah, you always told me that sooner or later I'm going to hate Eric Ebron. And uh, I can confirm that I now hate Eric Ebron. Uh, yeah, he I, I, saw, I saw him fumble two balls. Uh, and last uh, one was overturned, but I, I saw him fumble too, and I was just like, "Yep, I'm done with this guy." But yeah, Big Ben is just—he's really, you know, doing things that not a lot of Steelers fans have seen him do this early on. And if he keeps it up with the way the the AFC's kind of rolling out, the Bills just lost, the Chiefs just lost, uh, they play the Browns. Um, this upcoming week, and uh, the the Browns are on a, on a hot start. They are four and one, and the Steelers are um, undefeated. But they had uh, they missed a game the week uh, previous to this last one uh, due to uh, playing the Tennessee Titans and that kind of COVID outbreak um, took away that game of the week. But yeah, it, it's going to be curious. I'm really excited for when they play the Ravens. That's going to tell a lot um, to this whole AFC side. You know, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, but if Big Ben can show that he can compete and be the the Big Ben that everybody knows, 
the Steelers can definitely uh, be a team going forward into the playoffs. So that's my first quarterback, Caleb, throwing it over to you. And I'll, uh, I'll keep the theme of going with our team's quarterbacks. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater this year, man, I've been very impressed with how he's been playing. He's been playing like his 20, you know, 2016 self again, kind of looking like he's a little bit more mobile than he was with the Saints last year. He had a very he had a nasty run against the Falcons last week. Absolutely shattered some dude's ankles and just ran right into the end zone. I was very impressed with it. Um his completion rate is remark in my opinion, very good. Seventy three percent completion rate is very nice. Um so eleven hundred yards this year, four touchdowns, three picks. I'd like the ratio to be a little bit better, but we're getting wins. We're over 500, which I didn't think we'd be anywhere close to this year. We're 3-2. and two. We play the Bears next week. It'll be a good game. You know, 4-1 and one Bears. They're lucky. They're getting lucky wins, as Noah said earlier when we were talking about this. But I would be very thrilled for us to be 4-2 and two next week. But um, And really, it's not even Teddy that's the only one ste- stepping up. It's Curtis Samuel stepping up. Robbie Anderson, the free agent, actors little fuck, you know we got him in free agency from the Jets. Go Jets! Um, he's been playing amazing this year. He's got a lot of deep balls being caught, a lot of yardage. I'm very impressed with him. Man hurts the tight end is a uh, he looks like he's gonna be the number one tight end over Ian Anders, uh, Ian Thomas, excuse me. But I I don't know how that'll go. Maybe in the future Thomas will get some more playing time. Hopefully, McCaffrey went down. Uh, but Mike Davis has also stepped up. This whole offense just seems to be clicking in all gears right now, and we just have a lot of energy and motivation to prove people wrong, and I'm very excited to see where this team goes. All righty. Um, so I think I'm going to take it up here, um, throw it off a little bit, uh, talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Russell Wilson. Um, I think it's finally time that uh, people are starting to give him his uh, – his due diligence because he's been doing it for years. Um, Put some respect. People always just really been brushing him under the rug. As always, seems like they almost forget he won. He's won a Super Bowl, um, and you know he's always an MVP caliber player. And I think uh, the hot start for the Seahawks in the tough division they already play in uh, has been incredible. Um, it's crazy. He put up. He's got fifteen hundred yards already this season on pace to throw f- over 4K, um, 19 touchdowns, only three interceptions, which is which is impeccable. I mean, some of the throws he probably couldn't have made. Like, the three interceptions, I uh, recall my watch was watching the Vikings and uh, Seahawks game. You know, one of the balls he threw kind of just sailed away from him, and it was a good play by their defender when he was just trying to get rid of the ball. But um, outside of that, you know, 5-0, and um, they're just going to keep pushing. Um, it's crazy for the ratio that you see him have because he has been sacked 16 times. That's fourth most in the NFL by any quarterback. Um, and it's crazy to think about the weapons he's been using that have came to the forefront, really. Uh, we all know uh, DK Metcalf was an athletic freak coming out of college, and you're really just seeing it now. He's going up and snagging everything. It's kind of crazy that eight receivers were drafted before him. Uh, in this past year. Um, And I think it's like, it's pretty crazy to think that a lot of teams passed on him just solely for his route running. 
but he's getting the ball to him. He's getting the ball to Lockett. Um, Chris Carson's doing his thing, and I I can't see anything really slowing down the Seahawks. You know, I don't see him going undefeated by any means, because you know, can't really expect that in the league today. Any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but with that being said, he's on a great pace, great MVP pace, and. They're just a fun team to watch, man. You can never count them out of games, especially this past Sunday. We watched them go down uh, against the Vikings, and then they came back and won it with time. It's pretty much time expiring. Yeah. So, um, definitely impressive, impressive showing from him. Especially the the big thing to me is that nineteen to three touchdown interception ratio, with being one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Um, so that's what I had with my number one quarterback. Um, throw it back to Caleb uh, for the next one. And so I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but Sam Darnold, I just want to talk about, you know, if you know me, if you know my collecting standpoint, I loved Sam Darnold going into the season. He has looked like a shit can. He's like, I've been very disappointed to play this year. And I don't, I don't want to put all the blame on him because Adam Gase is a terrible coach. It's a terrible organization. I'm I'm just almost at a loss for words of how poorly this whole organization is handled. But Darnold, under 60% completion rating, three touchdowns, four interceptions. It could be a lot worse. It it really could be. But you also got to look on who this man throwing to. They just cut their best – part of their best target. Le'Veon Bell. I know he's been hurt, but when he's on the field, probably the best target as they have Jameson Crowder, Brashad Perryman, and Braxton Berrios. So they have the Dollar General version of Julian Edelman. They have the number three that was in Tampa Bay last year and Jameson Crowder, who I haven't heard since 2016. So, I mean, you have all these guys together, and that's your core receiving group. I don't understand how you're supposed to expect so much from a quarterback when you're giving them a mediocre high school football team roster. You know, Jameson Crowder's low-key busting this year, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) Anyways, I think it's finally time to fire Adam Gase. Get him out of there. That's for starters. That's that's step number one. Uh, I'm not saying just revamp completely. Because I think if you had to revamp that team completely, Darnold is out of the mix, and you just lose out and you go Lawrence or Justin Fields. I don't want to see that happen because I still like Darnold, and I think he could be the face of New York. I think he could be better than Daniel Jones. It's a little bit of a hot take, but I don't know. I just – I'm not losing faith in him yet. I have lost faith in the organization, however. Caleb, I want to ask, if Darnold – did get traded, where do you see the best fit for him? Uh, there's been a lot of rumors, you know, yeah. reuniting with Juju in Pittsburgh, um, the Colts situation, letting Rivers, you know, when, once Rivers' career is done, Darnold stepping in, the Falcons, um, you know, with a veteran Matt Ryan, you know, kind of learn from him and go in. Where do you see Darnold falling if he does get traded? If he does get traded, I could see him, you know, maybe going to the Bears. I know you didn't mention him, but, you know, 
How long can you have Nick Foles in that situation? How long are you going to have Trubisky? Have they given up on Trubisky's kind of in the same situation as Darnold. Young quarterback, not meeting expectations. Is it time to give up? Is it time to keep them? Just sit through the pain? How are you going to do? But like Dallas maybe could do a one-year, couple-year thing with Dak's injury. and You're going to touch on that later. But I like the Falcons fit. I think you could put them under Matt Ryan for maybe a year, two seasons or so, get him to learn, get the experience with him. And then have him be the you know the protege. I would like that too. I think that could be a great fit for him. And imagine you know going from Jameson Crowder to Julio, yeah, to Julio, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, like just I feel like if once you give this man targets, you're gonna see play on the field. Like you're gonna see you know you can turn a shitty quarterback into a great. Look at Ryan, perfect example. Ryan Tannehill was con- long considered a bust. He was not good. You know, he had that one great season in Miami, went to the playoffs, whatever. Went to Tennessee, is look perfect system quarterback for Tennessee. I think, you know, you just find that right system from Darnold, and you're going to be able to see what the Jets have named on Darnold. Yeah, in a, in a lot of young quarterbacks, you can't throw them in with a below-average offensive line. You know, Joe Burrow's an exception just because Burrow's just – you know, he's handling it as a rookie. Yeah. But, you know, guys like Darnold, uh, I know Noah's going to uh, touch on uh, Haskins, but some of these guys, you know, they're used to in college having a great uh, O-line. O-line at that level. And then, you know, going to the NFL and having these horrible, <laughs> you know, dog shit offensive line, it doesn't allow the quarterbacks to build confidence. Uh, find those connections, and they really just, you know, rot away. Exactly, uh, fall apart. So, yeah, I uh, and, go ahead. And you mentioned uh, Dak Prescott, and that's that's a guy I was going to talk about. Um, you know, obviously, you never want to see a quarterback go down. Whether you hate the cowboy Cowboys, you love the Cowboys. His injury um, was was gruesome. It was uh, it was gross, and uh, now they turn to Andy Dalton and a rifle, baby. Man, I don't know what you know. They have so much talent uh, on at the wide receiver position, and Mike uh, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb's he Ceedee Lamb's probably the best receiver so far this year as a rookie. Um, and then Amari Cooper, and you have this talent, and I don't really know if Andy Dalton can get it to the talent. Uh, you know, looking at his career stats, he has 204 touchdowns and uh, 118 interceptions, and that's just through 10 years, basically. Yeah, so this is his 10th, this is his 10th, uh, season so you know those aren't really you know promising stats for a quarterback but he has he has shown promise you know there in 2015 he threw for 25 touchdowns uh seven interceptions and then he went to uh 16 with 18 touchdowns and eight interceptions and then you know 17 25 touchdowns and 12 interceptions so you, you saw you know he can 
there's a little promise, but I just don't know. Uh, Cause last year, what Bengal fans saw of him, what, what the NFL uh, saw of him, you know, he got benched for, for Ryan Finley. And uh, Ryan um, Finley. <laughs> I want to touch a little bit on Andy Dalton. Cause I, I don't think it'll be as bad as everyone thinks it will be. He's never played with talent remotely close to it. Uh, he's never had a guy that he could just give the ball to like Zeke Elliott. He's never had the weapons at wide receiver. I mean, he had A.J. Green, but A.J. Green was good. He was great. And then you barely even see him on the field now. Um, Tyler Boyd towards the end. Tyler Boyd was a great, great young emerging receiver. Um, but it was on the later half of his time while he was with the Bengals and uh, poor offensive line, poor coaching, I think played a lot into it. I don't think he's great, but he did play really. He was a great college quarterback at TCU. And I think mm-hmm. that the, the Cowboys have a lot more to worry about than who's throwing the ball for him this year. Um, Cause it is sad and was very gruesome and gross. The house. Dak went down. Yeah, I watched that. I wasn't watching that game, uh, but I got a text right as it happened, and I was kind of not really happy that I went and got went to see it. <laughs> um, but I think they had to be a little bit more worried about their defense than who's slinging the ball for them. Yeah, yeah, and you know another thing with Dalton, you did bring up he left. You know, kind of the Bengal system when you finally saw guys like Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon really emerge. And uh, I, I feel like that's what he, you know, he's really missing out on. And yeah, like you said, a lot of goes with the coaching. Um, you know, he had Hugh Jackson, yeah. uh, Marvin Lewis. Those guys are, yeah, Caleb's face says it all. He, you know, wincing. Yeah, he's, he just didn't have a good, um, you know, system. It kind of, you know, kind of just like we're talking about with, with Darnold and these other young quarterbacks, you know, they come in at, you know, such a young point in their career and they just really are, you know, out to fend for themselves. And it, it, it sucks. And I, I really hope Burrow doesn't fall down that. I think Burrow has enough skill alone by himself that he is, uh, get, can get it done. And, and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd really helped that out. And then Joe Mixon, he's had a, a, a great season so far. So, and, 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 you know, the Cowboys, they're in a division where, <laughs> Who who's even leading that division right now? I, I know the Red the football the Washington football team was winning uh, it. The Redskins. It is yeah. uh the D- Dallas is, is winning. They have the most wins. Okay. Well yeah, and that and that division is so uh you know sub five hundred leading yeah. division. All you have to do is get above yeah, above five hundred, you know, and and you're good to go to make it to the playoffs. So that kinda works in Andy Dolan's favor and then yeah, he has targets that he's never seen before, so um, that's what I, I, I was really wanting to talk about with that whole situation, but prayers to Prescott, you know, he's had a lot of pressure on him, you know, with this whole contract situation. And then he came out earlier this year talking about mental health. Uh, at the end of the day, he, he's, he's a really good quarterback. You know, he was picked in the fourth round Not a lot of people expected him to do the things he does. He's done in Dallas. So prayers to him and, uh, Noah lighten up the mood. Oh, well, I was going to try. I, I could, I don't, we're probably kind of at a standstill with lighting up the mood, but <laughs> I think to lighten up the mood, uh, we're going to roll with Justin Herbert. Uh, 
Okay. When I tell you week one, when I was watching the Chiefs game, that it was the last thing I expected for him to have on the field. Um, because they didn't announce anything prior to the game. It was like they kicked the ball off and Herbert was out there, and I was like, wasn't sure if they were running a trick play or what they were doing, but he's out there, and you know, next thing you know, he's playing the whole game. Um, twelve hundred yards, nine passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. Uh, three interceptions, that nine to three ratio is pretty solid. You know, um, he did get thrown into the fire like much people did not expect. Um, so, uh, that is a really good ratio to me as a rookie quarterback in the league today. Um, every single game they played, they've been in it. Um, they have almost, they almost beat the Saints on Monday night. They were in that game, took them to OT. They almost beat the Chiefs. They, they've been really fighting in every game, and I like the fight that that team has. They have a, he's got some great targets uh, to throw the ball to. He did lose Eckler, but I think uh, he's still got a solid team around him. Uh, great old line helps him out a lot. He's not even in the top fifteen for most sack quarterbacks, so that's definitely been big for him. They are one and four. They do play in one of the hardest divisions in football. Um, I might even say probably the hardest division. It's mm. at least the hardest division in the AFC. Um, but like I said, he's shown a lot of promise. Uh, and he's been big for him this year. And I think he's got a lot of things coming in the league. For, for He's going to take the league by storm, essentially, in that tough division. I, I don't know if he'll ever make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> but he might be a great quarterback for a while there. Um. So, yeah, it wasn't much to touch on with him. He's just been outstanding talent for them, and uh, he's been real fun to watch. Dude, um, uh, like, RIP to Tyrod Taylor. His career's <laughs> been so, like, you know, he never gets it's, a It's been so underwhelming. You know, he was the game manager in Buffalo. You know, he won Buffalo some games and all that. And then he goes to the Browns or whatever, and then he gets bounced around here, bounced around there. Um. And then, what, and then you see him, and he's going to get to start. And then, what then happened the team with the doctors? Yeah, the team doctors fucked him uh, <laughs> pretty much. Um, you know, uh, he has the issue with his ribs or whatever, and punctured. They punctured his lung, and <laughs> that was right before the game. You know, and that I mean, it's it's pretty sad when you think about it. You know, uh, he was going to start. He was going to get some time. That was his time to. I mean, he's not the oldest quarter. He's not that old. You know, he still was out there. You know, it was his audition to get a job, you know, that he knew going in he was going to get his time to play and they were going to put Herbert in. Um, It's just really unfortunate how it played out with the team doctors and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, you know, there's not much you can do. But Justin Herbert's rose to the occasion and – I think that the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, are are in for some some good things in the future. Yep, uh, I really like. I know he's pretty prone, but I really like Mike Williams, the receiver for the Chargers. He, I'm a big fan of his. I like the you know big targets. He's also got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry's back from injury. You know, he also had a very prone to injury career, but three really good targets there. And uh, I know Noah and Canyon aren't very high on him, but I like Joshua Kelly, the rookie running back. 
I think uh, mm-hmm. while Eckler's hurt, I think that he could, you know, if he steps up here, it would be big for them. And another thing with Eckler, before he got hurt, uh, he was getting more touches than he's ever had in his career with Herbert uh, mm-hmm. at quarterback. Um, and that's definitely something, you know, to be, that could be promising for Charger fans because Eckler, you know, a lot, not a lot of people put, put respect to his name, but he is a very um, good running back. He, he's one of those guys that can do it all. So mm-hmm. Herbert's definitely has the, definitely has the weapons. Hopefully that Chargers defense can get healthy. You know, Derwin James, that guy's a dog. Chris yeah. Chris Harris, uh, you know, they drafted Kenneth Murray. They got some dogs. Both. Melvin Ingram. Uh, they got some dogs on the defense. Uh, so if if they all those guys can stay healthy and you know kind of put the Chargers into one piece, I don't know if they'll ever make the playoffs, but they're definitely a team uh, that could you know create create some havoc in in that hard division. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that was uh hopefully light, lighten up the mood a bit because it's gonna get a little dark next time around this way. Um, <laughs> But, Caleb, who do you got next for us? I'll keep it on the brighter side. Talk about a guy that's uh, exceeding expectations this year, and it's uh, Josh Allen. I think he has finally proven that he is the real deal. The man's got an arm bigger than the si- than Texas. The man can launch the football. It's very impressive. He's <laughs> Ken, you didn't like the reference. He's laughing on screen. It's pretty funny. But, um, you know, he got shit on by the Titans tonight. Uh, well, yesterday, but four, what was the score? 42 to 16? It was bad. Uh, yeah, it was ugly. All I know is uh, I looked at his stats because I have him on fantasy, and he had two picks. So I was like, ah. Uh. Yeah, it, it was atrocious. But that puts him at three picks on the season. But he's also got three fumbles. He's got a – he's very fumble prone. Uh, ninth, I think that since the beginning of last season, he has 19 fumbles. That is terrible. That is that needs to be corrected. And if he's going to have a very successful career, he needs to work on his fumbles because he's got the arm to do it, and he's very mobile. And I just don't want to see him go down the same path that Cam Newton went down, where he's relying more on mobility and fumbling more than he needs. Has a great arm, he can use it. I thought you were going to brighten up the mood. You're you're back. <laughs> Let me get to it. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> he has been outstanding this year. You know, having over fifteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns on basically seventy-one percent completion rating, outstanding. Uh, I know Kenyon said he has him in fantasy football. I also have him in fantasy football. He has been a star. He's been standout. I know that doesn't mean shit. Tank statistics, <laughs> but I've been happy with his performance. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, he has just played phenomenal. I think this finally is going to be the year for Buffalo. They're going to win that division over the Patriots for the first time in a long time. And I mean, Kane shaking his head no, but Kane's also an idiot, so <laughs> I don't trust anything he says. But yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo fans. I think you finally have a great team. You know, that Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Stephon Diggs. Great team around you guys. The future is very bright up there in Buffalo. I'm, I'm shaking my head no because a quarterback on my list 
is Cam Newton. And Caleb, you're a Panthers fan. You know, you know Cam Newton, and Cam no. Newton is back. Superman Cam is back. Uh, you know, he, he got the he got the little sickness, the COVID, uh, but he should be back. Uh, he is he he's looking good. It looks like uh, the Patriots have found uh, the quarterback that they are looking for to uh, you know take over after Brady. He can get it done on his legs um, with his arm. You know, he, uh, him and uh, Nikhil Harry, before he uh, kind of went down, Nikhil Harry was coming onto the scene. Um, that, you know, there's a lot of question marks with the whole Patriots backfield. You know, James White, Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, mm-hmm. uh, my boy Damian Harris, Roll Tide. Uh, but I just think. You know, with a guy like Cam Newton, the Patriots aren't going to go away, especially with Bill Belichick in charge. Um, I have still have some question marks on Josh Allen just because of his accuracy. You said it was like 70%, but, you know, go watch some film. The dude misses some pretty, pretty uh, horrible passes. I know week one I turned on a game and, Allen was overthrowing John Brown multiple times in the end zone. Uh, and I just think Cam Newton brings, you know, takes that veteran presence that Tom Brady had, and he, he fills in very nicely for the Patriots. So, yes, the Bills will be at the top, but uh, I think the Patriots will be uh, right along aside them. So, Noah, you said you're going to, you know, change up the mood. I know who you're probably going to talk about. Does his uh, does his name rhyme with Carol Baskins? Oh, it most definitely does. Uh, we are going to talk about the Washington football team's third string quarterback, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Um, I know uh, there's a lot of anticipations going into this year with him. Um, I never really saw it. I uh, there's a lot of like triggers at during the off season and last season um, that came to the forefront that made me just have a weird, weird taste in my mouth with Dwayne Haskins. Um, they were lucky to sneak out the win they did against the Eagles who are also horrible. <laughs> um, I mean, his four passing touchdowns to three interception ratio is not very great. Uh, not what you want with your quarterback that, uh, is in a very, very plain offense. Uh, I mean, they have Terry McLaurin, in my opinion, one of the league's best receivers. Um, I mean, is he is is there a lack of weapons there? Yes. Um, the offensive line isn't the greatest, but he's not even in the top ten for most sacked quarterbacks. So that's not a major issue there. Um, Antonio Gibson. Has been a rock for them, solid running back for them. You know, he's the guy that's really been scoring the points for them. Um, his thousand yards, he he had his career game where he had three hundred yards and he ran in a touchdown, I think. Um, which was, I mean, when you're looking for your a franchise quarterback, you don't want him to throw sub two hundred yards in game in games and uh, barely get in the end zone one time. Um, so it's, it was interesting to see them 
drop him from a starting quarterback to the third string <laughs> quarterback. Um, I understood what they wanted to do with Kyle Allen just because he was familiar with Rivera. Um, I personally think they should have just rolled with Alex Smith. Um, obviously, you know, is a warm-hearted story to see Alex Smith get back on the field, but I think he probably would have been better off getting in the groove and starting the game. But it was pretty much a trap for any quarterback that was going out there. Aaron Donald was eating no matter who it was, um, whoever was getting the ball every time. Um, but they did uh, release today that they are shopping him. So um, I was kind of speculating, you know, teams that could go after him. Uh, not 100% sold that anybody will. Um, he's he's not very good. But uh, the possible landing places I had for him was Atlanta. I know they're looking for something. Um, maybe bring, bring him in and let him sit under Matt Ryan. That's if they don't plan on drafting a quarterback. I know they, the big talk around there is them not being under 500 this year. Um, they put themselves in a real shitty position, so – uh, a high draft pick is pretty much guaranteed over there. Um, I know we talked about Andy Dalton over in Dallas. Uh, he should be solid, but it's a definitely a, definitely a team that could look for something like that. I don't really see it happening, but uh, definitely a situation that would need a new quarterback, um, possibly. The Jets, I know uh, they have Darnold, but... I, I think they're pretty much sold on tanking at this point and uh, going with the Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields um, combination in the draft. Or the 49ers, you know. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I, he hasn't been what they – I think what they expected. Um, they had their Super Bowl run. They relied heavy on the run game, heavy on their defense. Um, he is battling an injury again. Uh, he hasn't really been what they thought he probably was, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I guess you could ask a Niners fan, but um, I don't think he's been the best. Nick Mullins was not very good when he came in. and Same with C.J. Beathard, just not great uh, coming to the game for uh, their quarterback position. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dwayne Haskins. Um I'm, I wouldn't get excited by any means if he went somewhere else in a deal. Um, I think he's kind of could be like one, another one of those Ohio State quarterbacks that are uh, one and done. Yeah, he, uh, throw him onto the list with uh, Cardell Jones. JT Barrett. JT Barrett, you know, Braxton Miller. Troy Smith. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope. Justin Fields doesn't belong to that list in the next couple of years. I hope he does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if he does, I hope he gets drafted by Carolina. Tricky, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, let's see him go to the Steelers. Oh God, no! Steelers aren't that bad, you know. Either is Carolina. Don't disrespect. <laughs> <It's called>. um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kaden, what you got for us? So talking about. You know, who's going to take these top, uh, you know, quarterbacks in this upcoming draft? There was a team that was kind of circulated around that rumor going into the year, and that was the Jaguars. You know, it, all these rumors, um, the Jaguars are tanking. 
Oh, uh, they don't. They're done with Minshew. Minshew was a one and done. Well, guess what? Minshew is serviceable. I'm not saying he's excellent, but newsflash: I bet a lot, a lot of people didn't know. Not, not a lot of people knew this. He's having a better year than Kyler Murray. Wow. Yeah, exactly. But no, but nobody's going to talk about that. Um, Ten touchdowns, four interceptions, and he's on pace to throw, um, you know, forty-five hundred yards uh, with thirty-two touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. That's just you know projected, but okay. uh, I, I really like um, him and Lavisca Chenault, DJ Chark. Uh, you know, they've had some running back. Uh, issues and situations, but I think they found uh, what they were looking for in, is it James Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to say it was. Um, but yeah, I, I like Minshew. Um, he's just got that, you know, that ego, you know, kind of like, I, I want to say, you know, Baker Mayfield, but he's actually good. You know, he can carry that ego. Uh, that's good. Not as vocal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he has that. Yeah, but he's you know not flaunting it, and um, you know he has the beautiful mustache. And I, I just think with that division as well, with you know the Colts, the Texans, who are <laughs> god awful. Um, they just fired uh, Bill O'Brien, and then uh, the Titans, who the Titans are just going to be there because they have some good. They have a good coaching staff, and. Uh, Tannehill fits that system. Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, AJ Brown. Once AJ Brown gets healthy, but I think Minshew has what it takes to take the Jaguars to a division title. But the organization needs to believe in him. He, you know, he's a he's a sixth round quarterback and putting up numbers like he has already. You know, he might not necessarily get that win and I know teams the only thing they really care for is that that W in the in the win in the win column but you know throw those those rumors aside for you know tank for Trevor Lawrence tank for Ju- or Justin Fields because I think Minshew believe in him give him a chance and uh he can get it done in Jacksonville especially you know like I said with that division so and then do you want me to, you know, nail off my last quarterback here, Noah? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, you know, I, I compared him to Kyler Murray, and that's where I was going to go with my last quarterback. Um, he's kind of just been underwhelming. You know, ever since Patrick Mahomes, everybody's – the media, uh, you know, from a card community, everybody's trying to find the next, the next Mahomes. And they put – this this big pressure on uh, Kyler Murray, which I I honestly thought he was going to be exceptional this year, and he's been all right, but he's not what I think everybody was expecting in his second year. Um, you know, he's thrown six interceptions already, and he's that's thirty first in the league. You don't want that. Um, no, eight, eight touchdowns and six interceptions. He's looking at the end of the season to throw 26 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. That's not a good pace to be on. Um, he's starting to find a little connection with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I know Indi- uh, Andy Isabella 
has came onto the scene. Um, shout out to my guy, Hakeem Butler. I know he's not with the team anymore. I, I think we cursed him with all the podcasts talking about him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think he has the weapons. We talked about in, this in a previous episode. You know, his offensive line was still a question. You know, having a guy who's only 5'10", you need a good offensive lineman to kind of give him that time, give him that space, um, allow him to, you know, see his open receivers, get get it to those guys. So he's really just been, eh, I guess. And especially in the NFC, you have to be able to compete. You have to be exceptional, especially in the division he's in. Uh, you have to be exceptional. And, uh, you know, not doing that's going to make you fall short of the playoffs. So he is still young. You know, he's only 23. He has a lot, a lot of career left, um, a lot to learn. But, you know, with the way the media and everybody was talking about him going into this season, he's definitely been uh, underwhelming. So that's all I have on my list for quarterback. Um, Caleb? Uh, I just wanted to add something about Kyler, you know. Every quarterback's biggest security blanket is their tight end, and they actually lost their starting tight end, Mike uh, Max Williams. And uh, I was watching the game the other day against the Panthers, and they had Dan Arnold, who I've never heard of in my entire life, is their starting tight end. And I was like, I'm, I don't even know when he was a rookie. When any- Maybe you should watch more football, buddy. He's a beast. Listen, Noah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is the most basic white person name I've ever heard in my life. Dan Arnold. Like, I'm no disrespect to you. Come on the podcast. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> you know, drafted. But I just I couldn't believe it. I was in awe that Dan Arnold is starting tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. I just wanted to add that on there. Mur- Murray to Arnold. That sounds like a yeah. Like a- sitcom from the 80s like, <laughs> I hate it <laughs> but thinking of uh, white people <laughs> the Drew Brees I think this is finally the season that can you, can you shut up while I'm talking so I think this is finally the season that we keep, most people can see that Drew Brees is uh he's washed, he's washed. I'm gonna say it. Um, I know his stats are kind of you know impressive to some, but when you watch him play, it's tough to watch. It is not easy to watch Drew Brees play. I think Noah can agree with to te- a testament to this, but um, 71 percent completion rating. I guess that's not. I mean that's better than Bridgewater, better than most in the league. It's almost inflated, in my opinion, because he just throws so many dumb passes. Yeah, it's this is not accurate at all. 1,006 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. It's not terrible stats on paper, but it's not what we're used to seeing from Drew Brees. It's not – I think it's going to continue to decline. I just think that his time in the NFL is coming to a close. Um. Noah is showing his thirst suppressor. It's very sponsored by thirstsuppressor.org. Stay hydrated. But um, I like this stat from Drew Brees. I read it on the internet, obviously. And it was 
Drew Brees has completed only one pass that has traveled more than 35 yards in the air beyond the line of scrimmage since 2017. That is ridiculous. I was a junior in high school. No one junior in college. Oh god. That's that's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm He's got no arm strength left. Thank God they have Michael Thomas, or I don't know what. Dude, Caleb was like 30. <laughs> I didn't even know what porn was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like 13 and a half, and that's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, this is crazy. I, I just think that, you know, him, Brady, Roethlisberger, all these guys, you know, that all of us grew up watching. I just think. It's finally going to be a new generation. And I'm not saying that Jameis Winston is going to be the new generation in New Orleans, but I think that Breeze is on me out there. Add that, add yeah. the, the stack of my horrible predictions because I said he was MVP this year. Just that <laughs> Team Butler. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's kind of like the ship to sail, you know, the, the Drew Breeze party is, is done, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it was like Peyton Manning, but almost worse, you know. <laughs> Noodle arm Peyton Manning when he was calling it quits. I still saw him sling the rock. I you don't see Drew Brees sling the rock. Um, I mean, Grant, I mean Mike Thomas hasn't been playing. Uh, he's he's been a real diva always, but it seems more so this year. Uh, you know, he got in the altercation with Chauncey Gardner Johnson, <laughs> got in the fight. Uh, the reason he didn't play on Monday night, I don't know if that's the whole reason, but it definitely was. Even if he was healthy, he wasn't going to play because of it. Uh, he's still nursing the ankle injury anyway. They're probably going to be careful with him, but doesn't help his case. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to hop into the next uh, the next quarterback I got. Noah, who's been? Can Can I add something yeah. really quick? You guys are forgetting a yeah. saint that I really think that can save the day. You know, he's he's 30. The, New Orleans needs to use him before he, he reaches that age. And that's Taysom Hill. The oh. man can do it all. At, um, I'd like to say a player that the Saints need to be using, and that's Ty Montgomery. I mean, that kid is <laughs> phenomenal. I, you, could call him, you could call him today's Brian Dawkins, but on offense. Weapon yeah, X. weapon <laughs> Ty Montgomery. He's in the hill, 2021 Saints. There you go. That's how you win. We were watching the Saints, and Noel, uh, Noel was talking to me, and he said, the amount of times I see Taysom Hill get the ball, and he does nothing with it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's like, he almost turns the ball over. He turns the ball over, or he maybe get two or three yards. That's that's the variety of what you're going to get from Taysom. And people were questioning if he could be a starting quarterback. If you didn't know, yeah, there's a reason. If, if you didn't know what I there's said his reason. name, it was a joke. Um, I don't think you'll ever <laughs> – he is not the answer. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, on to the next quarterback, you know, uh, he seems to be a lot of people's, you know, Jesus Christ – uh, a league for a long time, you know, because he before Patrick Mahomes came to the forefront, you know, Deshaun Watson was everybody's guy. You know, he had a great uh rookie year, uh, he had that great game where he duked it out with Brady, um, and everyone was all excited. 
but I mean, he's been for the caliber that people put him at. He's been really underwhelming. Uh, his nine touch passing touchdowns to five interceptions is not great for what people consider a perennial MVP candidate at the quarterback position. Um, he has fourteen hundred yards. I mean, take him or leave him. He's playing in garbage time most of the time. Um, he does have a poor offensive line. He's been sacked 17 times uh, for to be the third most sacked quarterback in the league, which is alarming. Um, David Johnson, he's been all right there. Um, their set of receivers, they're all midgets. You know, they, they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have that guy that'll go up and get the ball. Uh, Will Fuller. He's a great receiver. He's probably the guy, his guy, if you want to even call anyone the receivers his guy. Um, I know Bill O'Brien, awful head coach, uh, finally got fired. But at one in four, um, you kind of expect more out of a guy that everyone's like, he's so good. You want to put him in your top five in quarterbacks in the league. I personally don't think he is. I've heard it way too much. And I think the hype's a little too much for Deshaun Watson, especially this year with being one and four, even given the situation, you know, great quarterbacks get the job done with whatever they have. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then I'm going to roll it to my next one. And then, uh, Caleb, you can close this out. And then we I got another closing statement like after that. So, um, but we're going to roll it over to the franchise, Joe Burrow. Um, Another great young rookie quarterback, very promising. Um, his stats are a little uh, deceiving, in my opinion. He's looked great. Um, Thirteen hundred yards, six passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, three interceptions. The six to three ratio, not ideal, not the worst. Um, Joe Mixon's been solid. We've seen the emergence of Tyler Boyd and the emergence of T. Higgins this year. Uh, Tyler Boyd really started to get on track last year. Um, one of my favorite young receivers in the league. Um, so he's have, he's not really having issues slinging the ball. Um, he has been sacked 22 times, most of any quarterback in the league, which is uh, a real big no-no for a rookie quarterback. You want your offensive line to protect that guy. He's supposed to be the guy that's going to take – that's going to be their franchise guy, and they better hope they don't get him killed before he can uh, – go and get the job done when they finally some build somewhat of a substance to a team. Um, poor offensive line, but at 1-3-1, one, and one, they had one game where they weren't in the game, and that was against the Ravens, which was expected, you know, a real challenge, tough defense, um, a solid team. So, But all the other games in, you know, they've been – they competed. They competed with the Browns. Um, they went into overtime with the Eagles. I thought they were going to take the Eagles um, – I was really hoping they were going to ended up tying, um, but other than that, man, he's been uh, he's looked real good. You know, uh, AJ Green, you think to be the guy, that veteran presence, but he's really just been a shell of himself with injuries and all that over the past couple of years. He has done nothing this year. He, I don't, I think he sat out week one, but other than that, he played every other week, and he's maybe has a hundred yards. So it's like. He's still looking for that guy to be his kind of safety blanket that will help him over the course of his career, you know. Uh, maybe they go and try and get a nice tight end. I know he likes throwing to his tight ends. 
but I mean, they're they're not the greatest names for a tight end. What is it? Core. Is Drew it core? Sample. Drew. Yeah, Drew Sample and uh, that Obanaya or whatever his name is. Um, not ideal when it comes to tight ends, but um, a lot of promise come from again plays in a tough division. But if they can build up their defense and you know piece together an offensive line, you'd be a solid team for sure. Um, Noah, did you see that that uh, video where it was AJ Green on the sidelines and it sounded like it looked like he like mouthed the word like trade me? Like he's like begging for I did. Trade. I did see that. It's like. It's it's almost like uh, it's you kind of question, you know, what his deal is. You know, he's really he hasn't stayed healthy. Like I said, he's been a shell of himself. So it's like he can complain and cry all he wants. It's like you're not the same dude that you were. Mm-hmm. He goes very, very big. But yeah, Caleb, you got anybody else? For yeah, us? I have a combo package, and it's the Chicago Bears quarterback. Being from uh, North Carolina, I had a lot of faith going into Trubisky. I really wanted to see him do good. I liked him. You know, I thought he was the quarterback of the 2017 draft class. I was mistaken massively. He's probably one of the worst ones alongside Deshaun Kaiser. So, I mean, this year, Noah's Winston. Um, I don't James Winston, I guess, is also a part of this. <laughs> but, um, you know, Trubisky, we're, we've been talking a lot of, about a lot of quarterbacks that could potentially be on the trade block. I think Trubisky's right on that list, too. I mean, uh, I saw a couple of rumors floating around that he's potentially, you know, looking to get moved. But, um, you know, this year he's 60% completion rating, 560 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. But, um, so, I mean, that's, you know, three games. He let him – Noah, I'm going to kill Noah. We're 54 minutes into this, and Noah's trying to ruin my, the whole podcast. I'm going to not look at Noah anymore, so I'm going to focus, you know. But uh, Foles, Foles replaced him, has been playing like Nick Foles does. He comes in, he goes out for like four games and just tanks. But, you know, so he has, you know, 63% completion rating, 680 yards, five touchdowns, three picks already, and they beat the Buccaneers by one point. That Tom, was- Brady. Tom Brady's never beat Nick Foles. Yeah, exactly. They're 4-1. and one. I don't know how they're 4-1. and one. <laughs> That team should not be anywhere close to 4-1. and one. Um, I'm sure I'm going to eat my words next week when we the Panthers probably lose to the Bears, but you'll hear about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, J- Trubisky, I think a lot of people have – this was a make-or-break year for him, and he broke. I just don't – you know, didn't play expectations. He didn't play to how, you know, Matt Nagy – I think that's how you pronounce it, Nagy. I don't know how you pronounce his name. But I don't think he's a bad coach by any means. I just think Trubisky's a bad quarterback, and I'll leave it at that. And that's how I'm going to end this. Trubisky is garbage. Okay, so if you're a team that's looking for a quarterback – and you have a choice between Haskins, Darnold, and Trubisky. Who are you guys taking? I'm not taking any Sam of Darnold. Drafting Trevor Lawrence. Sam Darnold. I think I'm going with Darnold as well. Because uh, Darnold, Darnold's – I think Darnold's situation, like Caleb touched on, is, is more system st- systematic. Yeah. Um, Adam Gase. Oh, Darnold, Darnold, 
Donald can sling that thing. I don't know about mm-hmm. the others. I don't know if I've ever seen Mitch Drisky hit an out route before. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins, the dude is, he He's doesn't like, overperform, but he doesn't, like, he, you know, yeah, he's just like, bleh. And he's, he's like and one he's, of the he's, worst, worst game managers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, no, you said you wanted to finish something with the podcast. Yeah. I, I wanted, wanted to touch on, uh, something that a lot of people kind of made, like, season when the Saints got Jameis Winston. And I kind of am puzzled to know what's going to happen with him. Um, I know I don't think that he'll be the successor to Drew Brees there. And I also don't know if it's like just him. He's going to be holding clipboards for the rest of his career. Um, But I know a lot of people anticipated like something's going to happen with him, but I don't know if I see it anymore. You know, Uh, the need for quarterbacks is, is a limited crop. And I think those teams are just going to go look it in the draft, their quarterback. And, it's kind of – I don't know – I don't know what you guys think, but it's like I'm kind of just puzzled with the whole Jameis Winston situation. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, 30-30 year last year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. I mean, so you can see he had, he shows glimpses of promise at times. But like you said, I think he's going to be a perennial clipboard holder, holder for the rest <laughs> of his career. Uh, I – I don't know. There's a part of me that says Winston still has something in him. Um, yeah, he's going to go to the Steelers. There was rumors. Don't don't even say that because there. Oh, are, I know. I see, know. All these quarterbacks that we have been talking about that could potentially be like career over. There have been rumors to the Steelers being uh, Big Ben's successor. So I don't want to make. I don't want to go too hard on them. Um, so I, I, I want to be nice, Rudolph. you know, no, Mason Rudolph will never get another snap. Um, I, I want to be nice because I really could see Sam Darnold or a guy like Winston. If we ever put Trubisky in black and gold or Dwayne Haskins in black and gold. I'll buy you a, I'll buy you a Haskins Steelers jersey if he signs I, I'll probably, you know, I'll be I'll be one of those guys that like tags ESPN and burns the jersey, and then make like Sports Center or something. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk too bad about those guys. But there is there's one quarterback that I do, uh, and, you know, I I can talk bad about, and Noah's smiling. Caleb, you know who I'm talking about, and it's another another quarterback up in the the Pennsylvania state. And that's Carson Wentz. Um, going in the season, I gave a prediction of who's going to be my rookie of the year. They need to start my rookie of the year. Jalen Hurts needs to get the action because Wentz is ass. Uh, I was in a conversation with Noah. I would honestly take Winston over Wentz. Noah kind of questioned oh. me on that, but I really hate Carson Wentz. The dude can't hit Miles Sanders out of the backfield. There was a one video of him, like, literally overthrowing Miles Sanders, um, like, five yards out. And he's just so – he tries to do way too much. Um, we didn't really talk about him. I don't want to go too much uh, in-depth on him. But uh, 
Yeah. He's one quarterback that, you know, I hope Jalen Hurts gets the chance because mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, he's slowly getting snaps. Um, yeah. I, I could see him going in uh, the next the next couple of weeks, maybe, if Wentz keeps up this uh, shitty performance. And, you know, Eagles fans say, oh, but he's throwing to Greg Ward and John Hightower. Literally, <laughs> I mean – it's not the wide receivers because actually Greg Ward is a, a, a decent wide receiver. And as long as well as John Hightower, I know John Hightower was drafted late in the NFL draft. Um, but you know, if, if you're a receiver and you make it to the league, uh, you have to be somewhat good. Um, I know Noah's guy. No, what's his name? Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham out of old dominion. Six yeah, round pick. You know, he, he went to the lions and now he's on the Eagles. There are wide receivers. He has Zach Ertz. He arguably has one of the best tight ends in the league. But and what's that, Caleb? Goddard's been hurt, but when he plays, he's great too. Exactly. Like it just falls onto what Noah constantly says: the Eagles' O line is shit, and uh, you know Carson Wentz is even shittier. So yeah, I'm well, done. It's almost came to the point where you know was. When you think about it, was Carson Wentz as good as the Eagles fans thought he was or made him out to be? Like, or was he really just not that good and they were just like pumping him to be some great quarterback that he had never actually was? Mm-hmm. It's it's puzzling to me. Um, he hasn't played ever in their playoffs, so it's like, it's like, where, where are you getting with him? And, you know, you can only make so many excuses for a guy. Um, but I think I think that it's like comes with the whole atmosphere of Philly sports fans. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Philly sports fans are diehards and they love their team and all that. It's just, uh, you know, every, everyone they have is the greatest, you know. Uh, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper <laughs> or... Whenever, whenever somebody's doing good, they're the best. You know, the Flyers, the, the Phillies, the Eagles. You know, it, it it comes down to that. You know, it's it's almost like was he really as good as they made him out to be? I mean, I guess we won't really know. We don't really know until you know we see if they keep riding with him. I mean, it'll be interesting. It's definitely interesting to take Jalen Hurts, and you know, he does get his snaps. He's Started to throw the ball more from what I've seen when he does get those snaps. So uh, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, if you guys got any final thoughts, uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Um, it's been a great podcast. We're going to get on the works of the next one that'll be out later this week. Um, but yeah, if you guys have anything you guys want to touch on before we uh, sign out, I uh nothing for me. If you invested in C.J. Beathard or Brett Ripien as a card collector, you're probably you know sitting out on a resort in in Jamaica and you know with your with your toes in the water enjoying life because uh, you know they're on center stage now and taking over the 49ers and the Broncos. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, we appreciate every single one of you guys that give us a listen. We truly do like film the recording these, you know. Uh, we did get caught up. We were all pretty busy uh, with works in school and whatnot, you know. 
just getting in the swing of things. But, you know, we're back. We're going to get them pumped out uh, as frequently as we can. And uh, with that being said, it's pretty much fuck the Eagles. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles.